<laughs> Coming up on this episode of Don't Panic, we've got the week's technology news, including Tinder Select, why we weren't invited. Also, YouTube TV and all the channels it'll have, plus ads in Windows. What is this world coming to? Well, we'll find out coming up next on a brand new Don't Panic. This is Don't Panic, episode number 160, recorded March 13th, 2017. The Right to Repair. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the show that we guarantee 100% is free of Bachelor spoilers. I'm Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by two guys who still have not filled out their March Madness bracket. It is Colby Rabidou and Dan Miller. I'm pointing to the wrong guys because the camera's reversed, but it's they, their names are under them, under their picture, so you know who they are. Welcome, gentlemen. Good evening. Thanks, Sean. Hello. Same to you. It, it is a glorious evening when we're all here together. Yeah, what's the weather like that like as in, friends. Uh, Houston right now? You know, yesterday and today I had to wear jeans. Jeans. Oh, Can you? Bl- and I to be to, actually to be honest, I probably could have worn shorts. It was right on the edge. But oh my jeans! What is the edge for you? It was probably between sixty-five and seventy, but it was breezy. It was breezy. I really could have gotten away with shorts. The problem is I get self-conscious because everyone down here, like, below 75, they wear pants. And so I get self-conscious as the one guy in shorts and a t-shirt. Right. So. You feel like the the one person, like, in New England who wears shorts and a t-shirt all year? Or at least shorts. I, I feel like a t-shirt's possibly impossible, but. Well, <laughs> like, like, our, like our mutual friend who, uh, who wore flip-flops all year round? Right. Uh, um, uh, Mr. Phil. So yes, I um I I get self conscious about that. So I wore a jacket out out to to work because this morning when I went to work it was about fifty five. It was cool. Um and I did wear a jacket and then I got to the office and I left the jacket in my car and I didn't bring it into the office because I didn't want to seem like a wimp. <laughs> I said I got I got I I don't get cold. I'm from New England. Uh, but you guys are bracing. What's the I forget what's the name of the storm because they name them now. Have you guys Eddie? been paying attention? I don't know. Are you just making up Dan names winter storms? <laughs> I would be I definitely in favor. No, it's uh, I'm going the weather thing uh, right Stella. now. Stella. Stella. Um, I know a lot of kids out there loving streetcar named Desire. Um, yeah, Stella is is bearing down record. They're saying this would be the single largest. March snowfall in the history of New York City that's ever been measured. Wow. Dating back to the previous record was 1888. Wow. That's crazy. A while ago. I don't know when they started recording it. Probably not too far earlier than that, but... uh... Uh, How did they... What what was the smartphone that was out out in 1888? (laughs) The app they used to measure it back in those days? I think it was a stick in the ground. Actually, they probably, I don't know, I wonder what technology they use today, because I'm sure they're very scientific about it, I would hope. Um, do, do they do it like, do they do they always measure it in the same spot, or do they measure like a bunch of spots and average it? I have always wondered about this, because with, with rain, it feels like it's easier, because you just get a bunch of collection points, and you average them out, and I would call that a pretty reasonable method, but snow doesn't, like, you can't... You can't fill a volume with snow, really. Maybe you can. Maybe that's what they do. But I've never seen anything like that. I've seen rain gauges, but never a snow gauge. Well, the problem... 
Sorry. No, I was just going to say the problem with snow is that it, is that it blows. It blows around. So I don't. If you measure it just simply by height, not by, it's going to. That's rain doesn't really yeah. do that in the same manner. That's yeah. true. That's uh, true. I have. I had a brilliant idea. I can't. Someone else definitely has had this idea, but I can't believe it's a thing. I don't have this problem, but many people have the problem where when it snows, you have to shovel your driveway and your sidewalk. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these people solve this with a snowblower. But it still means you got to get out in the morning, unplug it, you know, do the dance, be out in the cold. The snoomba. A Roomba for, for snowblowing snow. your driveway. Yeah. You would, you would, you would uh, kind of like the HTZ Vive, you would put these little sticks in the ground to tell it where your driveway is, and it would just zip up and down. It would know which way the snow is blowing so it could... Push it out towards the sides. I mean, it, it, it could be battery powered and go, and it could take multiple times. You don't care. It could go back to its charging station just like a Roomba. You just like set the charging station out in front of your garage and let it go to town all day if you want to. I feel like that's a that's a really good idea for. A, I don't know how that does with a foot and a half of snow though, because a regular snowblower doesn't do well in a foot and a half of snow. Here's the other thing I was thinking. I wonder, <laughs> this would probably, your neighbors would hate you at first. Uh, you could have set it running, start it now. Just have it continuously. Well, that's the snowblow as it falls. Every hour, or every half hour, it goes out and I does it. Like places like the, I don't know, like stores in the city or there's like a mall. Not a mall, but there's like this big office building thing with all these stores near near my apartment in like, mm-hmm. They just have, like, a team of people outside for the entire snowstorm shoveling. <laughs> you could do that, yeah. man. Yeah, I don't know. You could, you could automate all those. Oh, my God. Uber for snow removal. Guys, that's what we're pitching here, where you just you pick up the app and you dial it, and a bunch of guys come in and clear your driveway. Snoober. Snoop. <laughs> Boom. I think we just got $26 million in funding. <laughs> I, I, I love it. I just can't believe this doesn't exist. You can get Roombas for everything, like mopping. They have a they have a lawnmower you can get. A lawnmower? Do they, do they have a pool cleaner one? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've had those for decades, I feel like. That's pretty awesome, actually. Yeah, because a pool cleaner is even simpler than a vacuum cleaner because... <laughs> you can't go anywhere. The expectation is there's absolutely nothing in the way significant right. on the bottom of the pool. Yeah. If I had a pool, wow, I would totally have one. <laughs> I can't believe this doesn't exist. I like your idea, Dan. It's good. I saw the dumbest. I, I was looking at the wire cutter uh, smart home technology guide the other day. Just I was like, oh, I wonder, like, has any of the stuff picked up the whatever that Apple thing's called, HomeKit? Mm-hmm. And, and they had this whole article on uh, leak detectors. Oh yeah, like, no, it's a real thing. But I don't get it. Like, first of all, how often are you gonna have like a power outlet in the place where you want to detect a leak? So now it has to be battery powered. You have to worry about changing the batteries on this thing. So and- I I will say one on the on the note of battery powered the like the open closed door sensor I have for for smart things is battery powered and. 
I think it's just now almost dead. It's at like 1% battery in it right now. And it's been like two years. Um, and that's, they, their estimate was one year of battery life and it's been like double that now. So you don't open your door very often is what you're saying. I guess I I don't, (laughs) I don't come and go enough as much as the, the average person. Um, so I don't know. It could be that that leak detectors are at more battery, but the bat I would say the battery is not not the biggest problem. Okay, I I thought that was extremely specific. I see the argument for like basements. If you don't go in your basement that often, you want to see if it got flooded. Well, and and that's one kind of okay. like a. Sm- well, that's one kind of like a smoke detector where if you're away from home, you really want to know if it's going off. Because that's that's real bad news. Yeah. Um, do either of you have like one of those like network attached storage things? I have well, you were on the wire cutter today. <laughs> well, no, no, I I would just Dan mentioned the wire cutter, so I like reflexively went to the wire cutter. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Isn't that nice? First, it's one of the first things on the page. So. I've gotten in the habit of checking it regularly. Like, what's new? Like, what what's more stuff I can buy? <laughs> I follow them on Twitter. I sort of tr- tuned it out though, which is probably good. Um, yeah, uh, I don't have a network storage but i have this big honking like i think four hard drive raid enclosure on nice. my computer because i only have one computer really that i right. care about so just a huge external hard drive is fine gotcha. i i just have what do i have in my desktop i think it's two terabytes and then I, and then dropbox and I go through, I go through it. Well, I've told you guys in my Dropbox now, I have over 600 gigabytes of stuff just in Dropbox. And then there's more on the, the terabyte drive, I think has over a terabyte on it already. I've got too much. You're like a business class Dropbox user. I, I probably have more Dropbox information than HubSpot does. I have a lot. Well, no, but you have to remember, I mean, this, this episode right here will generate a gigabyte in files. One episode, a gigabyte. And we've done a hundred and how many of them? Hundred and sixty. Yeah. Just in this show, <laughs> it adds up. But it's worth it. It's worth it because you got to see us in HD. We're not downscaling this. <laughs> That's true. Who wants standard definition? Don't panic. Yeah. That would be cause for panic, frankly. That, oh my gosh! Of course. Soon, soon we're gonna be in. I was watching a video the other day. Um, I might have told you this. Uh, someone online was like tips for podcasting, and they were trying to sell me on buying a 4K camera for podcasting. I'm like, for what? Where where do you even put 4K online? Like, yeah, that's what you need to see me in 4K sitting in a room with nothing happening. Can't think of anything more useless. <laughs> but God, that camera looked good. I kind of wanted to buy one. I didn't. I got close. Um, but thankfully, I did not. Um, yeah, you know, I waste, uh, I blow enough money on stupid shit. It doesn't have to be a, you know, $1,200 4k camera for, you know, Facebook live streaming. Um, oh, by the way, remember I told you guys the other day I had a great startup idea, our next million dollar startup idea. Turns out someone's already done it. So you can cancel that. I, I thought it was a great plan and, uh, it was, was it was, 
it was um, smart home hyper local um, location awareness using Bluetooth LE beacons in your home for things like reminders and lights and all those things using your phone or your smartwatch. Um, but having having Bluetooth LE in all your rooms and mapping out the exact location of the rooms in your home um, for like hyper accurate location. Um, but someone else is already doing it. So Interesting. got beat to the punch on that one. Yeah, I could see that being uh, a thing that businesses would want. Well, Don't business. Some businesses. Now, I'm not sure I want that. As, as well, an employee of a business. Well, for ah, example, when I went Colby, when I went to the well, actually, believe it or not, your RFID badge actually they can do that. The technology exists. Mm-hmm. But when I was at the Houston Zoo, we also tracked. We, we did this for a bit. Which Wi-Fi access point you're connected to as a pretty good proxy of exactly where you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're always watching. Um, when I was at, actually I have my Houston Zoo mug here. Uh, when I was at the Houston Zoo, they had Bluetooth beacons at all the exhibits on my phone because I had their app kept buzzing like, "Oh, you're near the elephants. Swipe here to learn more about the elephants." And I'm like, "Oh, that's really, I mean, it's invasive, but it's kind of neat." And the problem with my house is like, I always forget to do. I'm very forgetful, and so I want to be reminded like when I'm standing in front of the dishwasher to start the dishwasher rather than you know at a random time or at a random place. Um, or have the lights turn off when I leave a room, you know, that kind of stuff. But, um, but yeah, there's a company that's doing a Kickstarter in like another month or two, which I will end up buying. Um, and I'll let you know how it goes if I ever get it. Hopefully I do. (laughs) Um, but anyway, all right, guys, any, anything else in the, uh, chit chat portion of the program? I want to uh, note a couple quick things. One, thank you to everybody watching live on Facebook, facebook.com slash don't panic show. If you're watching live right now, you can join in the conversation at any time. Call us live 508-644-TECH. That's 508-644-8324. The number's there on the screen. You can call in at any time. Join the three of us. If you've got thoughts or comments on anything we've discussed or will discuss, we'll keep the number up on the screen so you can call in at any time. Uh, uh, I want to remind everybody to that... um, uh, we will not be having a show next week. Just a quick reminder, I will be out of the country, so there will be no program next week. We will be back the following week with a new episode as we do the Monday nights. Now, guys, um, why don't we hop in? We've got some tech news here in the rundown to discuss a lot of fun and interesting things, I think, or we can talk about things that aren't in the rundown. That's up to you guys. Where would you like to start? We can't see the rundown, right? Um, it is it is on the sheet. the uh, The rundown the 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 rundown bot is 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 RIP. It, it got it, it got caught up in the uh, in the Republicans' uh, health care plan and couldn't afford its premiums, so it did not make it. Died. It did not make it. Yeah, but it was. We don't really care about poor people, you know. I'm tr- I'm trying to resuscitate it now. <laughs> Good. Um, but in the meantime, yes, they're all in the uh, in the sheet for you. We've got. Um, the the right to repair bill uh, for your electronics. We've got Tinder I Select. The Google Docs format. We've got. Um, Never find it. We've got. I can send you a link, Dan. <laughs> if that if it's really easier. Um, we've got YouTube TV, streaming games, all sorts of fun and interesting. There you go, Dan. I just sent you the link Thanks. in Skype. Great. Um, and all sorts of other things. Or if you're, 
we can talk about that. And if you're a fan, by the way, if you'd like us to talk about something, you can also comment on Facebook. We're watching there as well um, on the, uh, the live feed. And the call-in is active. Oh, absolutely. We're going to give a tote bag away to somebody. All you have to do is call us. You, you literally just punch in the numbers. It's, have you done a phone call? Do it now, 508-644-8324. Um, but in the meantime, yes, Dan, ads in Windows. Um, I've started to experience this, and it's starting to get annoying to me. Um, yes, yeah, so Microsoft is really pushing OneDrive quite hard in Windows 10 at the moment. Um, now, this started being spotted back in October, but over time, as they've pushed updates, um, it's starting to become more, more mainstream. Microsoft has said that the OneDrive pop-up is a tip and that notifications can be stopped if you go into your settings. But right now, and I'll put up on screen for the folks at home to look and see what it looks like, um, you get these little pop-ups trying to sell you on OneDrive. Or every time you plug in an external thing, it pops up a little ad for OneDrive convincing you to buy it. Um, this continues Microsoft's assault on cloud services. Um, assault. Assault. They they want you to do it, Dan. They're really big into. They like the cloud. Um, yeah. Now, of course, Windows already puts ads on a lot of places on your computer, including the lock screen and in the start menu. Um, Wait, really? The lock screen? They they do it as a feature that. Um, I don't know if it's turned on by default or turned off, but there is a setting you can do to adjust it. Um, and all, it, all they use it for is to promote apps in the Windows App Store. So it's not like any kind of ad, but they do they will place them on your lock screen. Interesting. And same in the Start menu. If you're using the traditional Windows 10 Start menu where it shows the tiles, they will also promote apps you don't have um, with the opportunity to go well, to the Windows like App Store and buy them. Apps or Basically. Apps pay for the privilege of being in this. Oh, no, this is apps paying. For, for the privilege. Oh, really? Yes, but I don't think it can just be... I mean, all the ones I've ever seen, they're like, you know, Twitter and like, you know, really mainstream apps. They're, it's not like, you know... That's crazy. D Dan steals your personal identity, the app. You know, it's not... <laughs> wow. It's not that. so hard on that. I, <laughs> well, maybe you should change the name, Dan. It was it was not, not a great idea to call it that. He kind of gave away <laughs> it uh, before they had a chance to ever succeed. Um... So I don't know. What do you guys think about uh, any any thoughts on Microsoft putting ads in Windows? Now, of course, you can turn them off, but you got to go in the settings to do it. By default, they're turned on. The app one freaks me out more than the OneDrive thing. Like OneDrive, I understand. You could even argue that Apple has ads for iCloud Drive because when you run out of storage, it's like, or you can get <laughs> right. iCloud Drive. Uh, the the app thing on the the Start menu and the lock screen that seems way worse. It's pretty weird. It's like your computer is not yours anymore. Yeah, like I never understood the website. people who... How much extra is it to get a Kindle without ads? Like 30 bucks, I think. Yeah, I, I never understood the kind of person who would buy one of those. I could see like... That's, like, that's three bucks. <laughs> I could see like maybe not being uncertain about it and then like you buy it and maybe if you never use it again then who cares you like save 30 bucks but if you like it you could just spend the 30 bucks and get rid of the ad i forgot that you could spend 30 bucks and get rid of it yeah and that's you, you can do that right uh unlock it after the fact yeah i think so yeah um and that's one thing too you know windows isn't 
charging you to remove the ads or, or anything like that. And the ads, by the way, the lock screen ads are, it's called Windows Spotlight is the name of the feature. Um, and up, according to this article I'm reading now, it, it, they're not widespread. I mean, it's not like everybody's getting these. Um, you know, it's not something they've rolled out to, to every Windows 10 user, so you don't have to worry about that. But it is something they're certainly trialing. So, I, I don't know. I mean, enjoy, you know. Enjoy having ads. I, uh, I know. It's a slippery slope. You know, again, and it's what's the difference between an ad and a recommendation, right? Where, you know, right. w when Windows wants to come and push and say, well, you know, they paid us, but we're still going to, because it's based on things you like. We, You know, Twitter is paying us to, to show you Twitter because we think you'd like Twitter. I mean, is that an ad or a recommendation? Hmm. And is one better than the other? I mean, I guess even on, on Mac, you still get, like, you know, when you log in, like, the pop-ups, like, sign into your Facebook account or whatever. Uh, I don't know if that's... I mean, those aren't persistent, I guess, but still feels weird. Yeah, I just know, as a Windows user, I have not seen the lock screen ones, um, but I have seen the OneDrive ones a lot, and I've noticed them more as they've increased in the last month or so, and um, it is kind of annoying. Um, a, because I have an, a OneDrive subscription, so they should not be giving me those. Oh. I just think I'm not signed in on my computer, but because I don't use it, I got it as part of Office. Um, and two, it keeps coming up. I keep closing it, and it keeps coming up. Like, if I close it once, it should not ask me again or wait a month and then ask me. It's very persistent. Um, yeah. And I don't, I, don't much, I don't much care for it. Yeah, this is yeah, the other I can... I, I really can't stand things like that. Like, especially websites or apps where, like, you sign into the app on another device and you, it makes you go through the tutorial again. It fills me with rage. Understandably. And nobody wants you filled with rage, Colby. You wouldn't like him when he's angry. <laughs> um, don't wait, Colby. Um, so, yeah, so we'll keep an eye on that. Um, hopefully, uh, Windows won't won't push it too far. If you are interested in, uh, in how to remove those ads, you can just go on Google and look how to remove OneDrive ads. There are lots of guides out there that explain you how to do it. Um, for the uh, OneDrive ads, you have to go into Windows Explorer. For the system ads, you can just go into your system settings. Or just be like me and don't use the start menu that comes with it and don't use the lock screen. and don't... <laughs> do, you, do you use a, your own start menu? I do, and I've picked it on the show, actually. It's called Start 10. I you were calling this. Yes, well, I picked it when it was Start 8 for Windows 8. Now it's Start 10, um, and it is a start menu replacement that makes it... It takes out the tiles and makes it more similar to um, what Windows 7 used to be. Um, mm -hmm. And it, it's a great piece of software. It's not free... But it's, I think, like 30 or 35 bucks. But you get it. It's a lifetime subscription, so it'll always work. Um, and I've used it now for, you know, three years plus, and it's been fantastic. So there are ways, you know, I never, ever, ever see the Windows App Store, Windows Apps. No, mine functions like Windows 7 functioned. I, I just completely erase that part of the computer, um, if I which, ever get Windows which is great. Again, I'm going to need that. Yes, and I would recommend it um, because it can get Windows apps are not great, and especially on a desktop, they're it just it's so useless on it on a, if you have if you have a Surface tablet like okay, but 
no, I, I just want a, a regular Windows machine, and and you can you can tweak it to get that. Which let's, is let's good talk about news. Uh, Pandora streaming music. I forgot that this was happening. Yeah, this is exciting. I don't know if we talked about it on the show. We might have teased it, um, but now it's actually official. Um, starting uh, March 15th, it's rolling out to U.S. users Pandora Premium. Now, you may know Pandora as the streaming radio music service. Um, now they're going to have a full-fledged subscription offering. Get psyched. It's going to cost you $10 a month, and what you're going to get is millions of songs. They say it's the exact same um, library that Apple Music and Spotify have. Um, you'll be able to uh, listen to them whenever you want, how many times you want, skip around, do whatever, save offline. Um, there, of course, will be the radio feature, the same one you get on Pandora now. Um, it will be available at launch on Android and iOS. Eventually, they will, are going to come out with a web and desktop version. Key features um, that sort of differentiate it from Apple Music or Spotify is that, A, they say it's simpler to use and the interface is a lot simpler. And if you put them side by side, you can kind of agree with that a little bit, um, although I guess that's subjective to your design taste. Um, they also have... Um, uh, no pre-generated playlists. It's all based on your radio stations, but they say they make it easy to create playlists off of your radio stations um, so you can listen to them offline or tweak it. They also have an add similar songs feature um, that uses their algorithms to determine the best songs you might add, and that is better over time. Pandora, of course, known for the radio stations um, that use their really fantastic algorithms to, to handcraft your music. Um, <laughs> Don't you mean computer craft? Computer <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. The, um, uh, uh, the other kind of key feature is what they call autoplay, which uh, if you were an RDO user, uh, Pandora bought them out. A lot of these features come from RDO. It creates a radio station based on a song or album you just listened to, and so the music just keeps playing. Um, and they say that they're, that'll be coming soon as well. They won't have any exclusives like um, Apple Music or Tidal. They say they're not interested in that. Um and like I said, overall, it will be available um, starting March 15th, although you have to kind of sign up for it in advance. They're going to roll it out really slowly. Um, existing users of the free service will get it for free for two months. Existing users of Pandora Plus will get it free for six months. Does that make you guys at all excited? That's a long, that's a long time to get it free. Almost makes me want to subscribe to Pandora Plus. Uh, Does it, though? Um, uh, it doesn't make me at all excited it seems like they're a little late to the party frankly uh yeah if it almost it almost felt like apple music was the windows phone of streaming services i think apple music has managed to make a at least a sustainable business out of it from what the balance sheet says Mm -hmm. but man it definitely feels like pandora and title are uh yeah, I disagree. The web OS of Sean, Sean what? So I could see I'm <laughs> web OS. Get out of here! You're out of, you're out of control. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I could see them maybe hooking some people who are already subscri- like Pandora subscribers. Maybe like if you pay for that already, if you want to have like the Pandora radio. And you also pay for a different service. Like, why not combine the two? Um, I guess I, I have no way of knowing how many people that might be. Well, let me give you guys some a piece of, of, of trivia here, okay? So, um, 
Apple has around 20 million users. Okay. Spotify has around 100 million users. Guess how many monthly users listen to Pandora today? Listen? A yes. Billion. <laughs> <laughs> no, they wish, but no. 500 million. No. 200 million. No. 80 million. Still pretty good. Four times what Apple has. And that's a big install base for them to sell to. To me, this is built for people who love Pandora. And the reason why I still have not gotten Apple Music and I still have not gotten Spotify is because I don't like starting from zero. Like, like the concept of that bothers me. See, I mean, that's that's the reason I haven't gotten... I, I haven't... Didn't... Switched, like, right? Apple Music didn't stick for me. Mm-hmm. Because, again, like, I, <laughs> I just have a lot of, like, time and, and like preference tweaking invested in spotify it's, it's well and i i've been using pandora for oh my god it six years seven years i mean for an insane amount of time it's got to know more about my music taste than i could ever imagine <laughs> and so i'm like genuinely excited like i'm gonna just be able to turn this thing on and boom it's gonna be like a music machine i'm so excited and their algorithms are so good i i, I want a service that does all the work for me because I already go and buy Amazon MP3 and I like songs I really like, I know how to do, but like for new stuff and for curating stuff, like I have no skill or interest in doing it myself. So if all this stuff Pandora's promising works, then I shouldn't really have to do too much and it should know my preference over the many years. So I'm very excited for this. <laughs> but I think you're right. If you're already a Spotify user, would you switch? I don't really know. I don't know. No, I think especially because, like the at least for me, the both the Apple Music, uh, the Apple Music's curated playlist and Spotify's like Discover Weekly thing, mm-hmm. are both really good in their own way and offer different things. But they both make me not want what Pandora would give me as much as I would. Mm-hmm. It's it's gonna be maybe someday someone will come out with a book about Pandora, but. Man, it seems so obvious now that they're staring down the barrel of Spotify for years and mm-hmm. years and years since 2009. Yeah. Uh, it is. It is really. It's kind of crazy to think about. Like I was a Pandora user before, like mm-hmm. years ago, like when we were in in college. I think I feel like everyone was for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they sort of, I don't know, like, has Pandora changed in the last six years? Like, not really. Uh, just mostly in, in the ad model and the, the ad-free and the skips and kind of adding those layers to it. But as a radio station, no, it's pretty much the, the functionality has pretty much stayed the Which same. Is, like, I don't, I don't mean to, like, knock that. Oh, if it's If it's working. I mean, it's a niche. I mean, it's, it's you know, if you want, if you want, you know, a radio station of music that plays nonstop music forever that you like, I don't think there's anyone better than Pandora. Like, they are really good at that. The problem is, apparently, if you look at these subscriber numbers, people also want or may want more the ability to have more control and re-listen to songs and have songs offline and all these create their own playlists and all that um, right. sorts of things. Yeah, I... I never want to listen to music forever. I only... 
some weekends if I'm like home doing stuff, even then, like that most that's like four hours. And my I can easily accomplish that on Spotify. If you're running a business like a coffee shop or a restaurant or something. I wonder actually I wonder if Spotify has a uh, specific like business accounts for things like that. Uh, cuz that would be really cool. I t- I know for a fact that tons of uh bars and coffee shops and stuff use Pandora and sometimes they even play it with ads. Uh, well, they're not supposed to. That's that's against the law. Like legally, oh yeah, the MPAA will will sue you. Absolutely, it's the same reason why I can't take a DVD of a movie and show it to a crowd of a thousand people. Um, is it, oh man, oh, is it illegal to do that on Spotify? Um, probably. I but yeah, I absolutely, and oh, I think that's and every I, single I, bar in New York. The so one of the bartenders, I don't know how the elector persons got their phone plugged into the headphone jack, and they're. Flipping through Spotify and changing the song sometimes too frequently. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, it's hard to catch, right? I mean, the, the odds of you getting caught doing it, but no, that is unequivocally illegal. Well, oh man, Pandora should totally have a, a business account, just like. Yeah, the problem is the fees get. I don't know how much more they are, but there it's a lot more expensive to get the public use. You know, what is that? I know for a fact if you use a song, of course, it's a little because the scale's bigger, but if you use a song in a TV show, like a hit song, it's $20,000 for that one song. Yeah. Now, that's a bigger group, but you get the idea that, you know, the public performance rights tend to be much more, much more expensive. In the same way, if you want to cover a song, you have to pay for the rights to it. Um, I, I agree. Man, I mean, they that have that. Sucks. That's Maybe they just, they just have to leave that business alone then. Ugh. It seems like such a good opportunity. You could have. Like crazy customization options for the business account. Well, like scheduled uh, mood changes. Well, I mean, you go into any retail store, they play music. I mean, there are companies that that provide that as a service. Um, But you're right. I wonder if there is that middle ground of the smaller business who is just putting on Pandora now. Um, Or it's like, you know, I go into a lot of like doctor's office and dentist's office. They just have like the local radio station playing. Um, yeah, which is free. So, what, yeah, what, is is the radio is that illegal? Like doing like putting on the radio station? The radio is public performance. Yeah, but they pay a different rate than what you pay to listen to Pandora. The radio stations pay the record companies a certain fee to broadcast it. You're paying Pandora or whomever for the right to pl- for you to listen to it. Right. So I I have another question. When you go to like like Applebee's or your favorite like sports bar establishment and the football game is on is is that illegal too um or do they pay more to be able no you know well the problem is football's a little different because a lot of them get the Sunday package and they buy it as a corporation and I don't know if they include that that legally in there so I'm going to stay away from that but if you just go into a random bar and they have a ESPN on is that illegal I I don't know because I've never heard of a case. I just know the music industry has like famously gone to coffee bars and well, shut I know people it's down. To like play Game of Thrones at a bar for a group of people. I was, but that's I, HBO also. So I would say cable probably was, for for football. I was just thinking of the thing they have at the beginning of the game. Every, the game like you may not rebroadcast <laughs> without the express written consent of the NFL. Yes, exactly. Right. No, you're right. not wrong. I heard that like like. 10 Sundays a year for my entire life. Well, I was 
I was watching a DVD the other day, and at the end they had a little disclaimer specifically saying, do not show this in public performances, but they listed examples of places. They're like, you know, hospitals, clubs, this, that. And then my favorite thing on there is it said, oil rigs. And I'm like, do people show so many DVDs on oil rigs? Like, they had to include that one as a specific example? I knew someone who worked on an oil rig. It's basically like living in space for a couple months because you're way, way, way off the coast. There's no, there's unreliable like satellite internet. There's certainly no cell phone coverage. So yeah, and there's like 50 people there. So yeah, it seems I, like I a mean that. thing to do. Then like, why would you go and shut I, that down? Like, no, let them I have agree. it. But you can do it on uh, oil rigs of all places. That's the <laughs> one place. Just watch the movie. Yep. Yep. I don't. I don't think the MPAA is gonna fly out their agents to your oil rig. Uh, Shut them down. Once you get there, you can't leave for like six weeks. You never uh, know, man. They might do do it one time to just make an example out of those. Well, exactly. You don't hear about the MPAA as much anymore, and and the RIAA. What happened to these people? Well, we talked about well, soft on us. Well, a couple weeks ago on the show, we talked about the, uh, the 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 six strikes policy that failed so miserably they had to shut it down. So I guess it's not there. I know they're excited about the new administration because they're going to try and put a bunch of those laws back in place and they're going to put it on the ISPs to uh, to patrol what you do. But they're they're still the problem is there. Once again, turns out if you don't sell something online, people will steal it. If you do sell it online, people will pay for it. So people are paying <laughs> right. to, to rent and buy movies digitally and buy music digitally. Turns out, good idea, guys, you know. Um, so they're, they're, they're not doing great, but they're not hurting either. So. Anyway, get excited for that Pandora Premium. I know I'm going to try it, so I'm pretty... I'm jazzed. I listen to Pandora all the time, so... Um, I wonder if this will excited. finally be your streaming music service. I hope so, because I've tried... I, I've given money at least one month to all of them at different points. And I was... Actually, I was a Pandora wow. Plus subscriber for a long time, and then I ended up not using it as much, so um, I canceled it. So I'll uh, I'll definitely give it a shot. I just, I just found my Firefox OS pen. <laughs> oh, boy, that's a relic. Keep that one. That one's going yeah. in the Hall of Fame. Did they just shut it down recently? Yeah. Yep. I still have a phone somewhere. It's in my <laughs> closet. I'm sure there's... You can put WebOS on it. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know if you'd want to use it, per se, even with a different operating system. <laughs> Um. All right, let's see. How are we doing on time here? Oh, my goodness. We have time for one more story. Um. So I'll let you guys take a look at the list while you do that. I'll remind folks listening live on Facebook. We do this Monday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central uh, at Facebook.com slash Don't Panic Show. If you're watching live, you can join us, 508-644-TECH. That's 508-644-8324. It's a phone number. Or Coffee and Beer TV on Skype. You can uh, call in, join us. We want to hear your thoughts on streaming music services or ads in Windows or, guys, what's our next story? I would be Colby. interested in the Apple, interested in the Apple one, or okay. I guess stream. I don't think streaming games are that interesting. Okay. Or oh, the the Uber story was was I thought I I thought was compelling. Yeah, let's well. do the let's do the Goober one. That uh, yeah, Uber been having some bad press lately. Let's be honest, things. 
PR wise, not going great for Uber. Who's um, had a worse year, Uber or Samsung? Um, I, I mean, up until the last month, Samsung. But I, I know. Like, I but, feel like Uber is giving them a run for their money right now. I mean, but Samsung has had the spying TVs that come up, oh, came up true. again, right, and the CIA right. leaks. I'm pretty sure I have one of those TVs. Yeah. That's like, my say very, TV. say very nice things about our government, Colby. Yeah. <laughs> They're listening. Um, no, I would say, I would say it's worse for Uber only because. Samsung is a multi, 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 multi billion dollar company that's been around for many, many, many decades in many different diverse fields of industry. Whereas Uber is a, you know, startup company that, you know, has no, their assets are, you know, people in the cars that the people own. Um, And I mean, I know they have a few things going on, but I would just say I think there's more room for failure there. Although I guess if Samsung imploded, that would be pretty impressive. But was Uber, Samsung, did Samsung CEO get arrested too? Did I, is that did I see that? Well, yeah. Part of that was the was the um, the South Korean president who just got impeached. I mean, there's a whole yeah a whole bribery thing. It's 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 insane. But that's and again, I am not an expert in this by any stretch. But that's part of the problem with some of these Asian countries, especially South Korea, where the companies are so embedded in culture because they've been around so long and they're run by families and they're they're Part, basically part of the government even though they're not um and it makes things really weird and complicated um in in that respect take it from somebody who works at a company majority owned by the government um it makes things weird so um that can that can be odd um now uber had some bad press around uh, uh women in the company and how they treat them how they treat their workers skirting various laws one of the stories that came up that i thought would be interesting for us to talk about is Grayball. now you're asking what is Grayball? uh i will tell you it's a tool that um uber developed as part of um their effort to resist law enforcement and what it is is it uses data collected from the Uber app and other techniques to circumvent officials trying to either prevent Uber or stop Uber or investigate Uber. Um, they said they use these methods in cities like Boston, Paris, Las Vegas, um, and other places where they faced some resistance. Um, it was part of a program called VTOS, short for Violation of Terms and Service, uh, which Uber created to root out people they thought were using it uh, the service improperly, which is good, right? If you just have average people using it improperly, you want to make sure they don't use it. However, they specifically targeted it, with the gray ball part of it, to individuals they believed to be threats to the company, Uber. Um, for example, um, in uh, Portland, it was illegal for a while for Uber to be there. Eventually, they settled. Um a police officer at the time would pose as riders opening up the app and then they would arrest people as they were, I don't think they arrested them, but they asked them to stop and they find them. But at the time Uber was able to track that specific officer um, and send fake cars towards his direction, make sure no cars came to ever pick him up um, using his name and his location as a way to do that. They also did things like if you lived uh, within a certain radius of a of a police station, they would never send a car to pick you up. Every car you would get would eventually cancel on you, and you would never pick it up, um, which really sucked if you lived near a police station and you were just yeah. trying to get a car. Um, and, uh, and they did a few other things as well, um, all in the effort to make sure law enforcement 
did not get near um, get near their vehicles, looking at the user's credit card information and determining whether the card was tied to an institution like a police credit union um, and, and many other uh, pieces of infer to sur- oh, this was one of my favorites. Um, enforcement officials involved in large-scale sting operations meant to catch Uber drivers would sometimes buy dozens of cell phones to create different accounts. To circumvent that, Uber employees would actually go to local electronic stores to look up device numbers of the cheapest mobile phones for sale. They then flagged those devices to make sure they wouldn't get an Uber car. (laughs) Jeez. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they... From everything I've read, they're quite a paranoid company. Um, maybe for good reason, maybe not. I don't know. That's not for me to decide. But um, you know, they they've been known to do things like this. They're they famously had that um, that oh man, this was like a, a year or two ago. What was it? Where they had the tool where they could track reporters and they were using the data to do some sketchy stuff with that as well. So yeah. it's not the first time they've done something along these lines. No. No, at a certain point, it stops being an exception, and you just have to assume that this is this is the way it works. Well, yeah. accor- according to this, um, at least 50 people inside Uber knew about the tool, um, and it was approved by Uber's legal team. So, mm-hmm. you know, this wasn't like a rogue employee. This was part of their operating procedure. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, I I don't think it's surprising, really. Like, I'm obviously, they're going to do right. that. Uh, it's weird to think about. I don't know. I feel like things get always get taken to their logical extreme, like they have to until until someone's like, okay, we cross the, or until I guess until the government's like, okay, this this cross the line. So we gotta roll it back somehow. Uh, it's, it's pretty crazy. I mean, it's not crazy, but it is. I I think it just goes back to, you know, it, it, is Uber. It's hard to say whether or not they're wrong in doing this. It is a gray area. But I think at some point, you know, there was another story separate from this one where Uber was driving, having their self-driving cars driving around San Francisco. Um, but in California, the state of California, to test a self-driving car, you have to get a permit from the DMV or whomever. The permit costs $10, and there's not much oversight. If you ask for one, they basically give it to you. Uber, just to be dicks about it, refused to get one. The DMV offered to fast-track their application. They, Because the DMV released all these emails to prove that they, they did nothing to stop. And Uber just went ahead and tested the car anyway without paying the $10 fee to, to register the car. Um, and so I just think that I guess it's easy for us to sit here and say, oh, companies should have better morals than this and companies should stand for something better. And when you have a company whose default attitude is defensive and self-serving and, and, and on the verge of aggressive, you know, and we've seen this with their HR policies, apparently, um, you know, it creates a bad, bad company culture, a bad company image. Um, and, and I don't think it's very good, but I, you know. I, in some respects, tend to be a believer in the free market. And, you know, if the company's not doing anything illegal, then they're more than allowed to do this if it's not illegal. I, I If they want to do it, more power to them. I think customers should know they're doing it. Um, and I think customers should have a choice if they want to go to Lyft or take a regular taxi or 
a bike or, or do something else and, and, and let the market decide whether or not that they're okay with this. Yeah, I would love to see how much better uh, Lyft is doing, how much money they made off of Uber's <laughs> terrible decisions. Months. Well, yeah. apparently, apparently, well, they came out and said that they were expanding. I forget the 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 like tw- twice as fast or three times as fast as they were projecting for this year. Like they did see a big spike. <laughs> then they came out and they said it. Good for them. Uh, you know, they're using PR to their advantage. But they came out and basically said that in the U.S. they're growing at a at a rate that they much faster than they had anticipated. I haven't used Lyft in a long time. I used it for the first time a couple weeks ago. Now, do it they just like Uber? <laughs> do they still put the pink mustaches on the cars, or is that not a thing anymore? I haven't seen one in a long time. That that was apparently an, an effective, uh, an effective marketing campaign because people people remember it because it was stupid pink mustaches. Yeah. Mhm. It's true. Yeah, it's uh it's I don't know. I'm still on the fence as to how I feel about the the um the what's it what the 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 name of the style of business, the what is it? Where 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 people volunteer where people use their own services and the Sharing economy. Sharing economy. Yes. Okay. Close enough. Yes. I still don't know how I feel about the gig economy. I don't know how I feel. I got, um, what is it? DoorDash, you know, where they deliver food and stuff to you. Um, I did that the other day and I didn't realize that those are, that's just anyone in a car. You just get their app and it's like Uber. It's the, it's the same. It's just some dude in a car delivering food to me. Like, I don't know how I feel about that. And the bullshit thing he did too, which I was angry about because I know why he did it was he marked my meal as delivered like about 15 minutes before he delivered it to me, which was about 15 minutes late. Um, I know why he did it, because he didn't want to hurt his his score in the app. And I'm like, what? What a, what a bunch of bullshit that is. Um, mm. So I, I, it's for, I still don't feel comfortable taking Ubers. I still, I have not gotten over that hump. Like in general? Like just in just general. I, I've done it a few times and I always think it's weird getting in because it's just it's just someone's car like i don't feel yeah, these guys are true. these guys are you know i watch i was one of these weeks i'm gonna pick it there's a great show live pd which i watch which i don't know if you guys have heard of this where they follow police departments live and you can watch it it's 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 awesome it's like one of my favorite they do it for three hours straight in the evenings friday and saturday nights and you it's live it's crazy but they arrested they pulled over an uber driver who had marijuana and cocaine on him. He had a passenger in the car and they pulled him over. His license was suspended and he was driving for Uber. I'm like, oh my God, like that is not incentive for me to call an Uber. Like that was Sketch City. So I'm not quite there. I'll stick with my own car for now. <laughs> You've also enough. never lived in a city. Well, that's, though, so. I've never needed but one. You, you would have called one, you were thinking when you got locked out of your car. I've I've that? used them in I've used them in Houston. Okay. I I've, I have I have used Uber before. Um, you know, a, a very very small amount of times, and n- none of it was bad. Although I would say they weren't great drivers. They drive too fast. Um, but um, but I just didn't. Too fast. Too fast. Too fast. Unlike me, who is a very safe driver, 
very I'm a very safe driver. Colby knows I'm a safe driver. Um, I, I wouldn't wouldn't say that you drive too fast necessarily. Uh, you do a lot of things while you drive, like watch the road and check my <laughs> yeah, mirrors. Yeah. Thank you, Colby. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna let that one go. Um, all right, guys. Let's see here. We are running short on time here, so we're gonna move on to I'm assuming somebody's favorite part of the show, um, which is picks. Each week on the show, we come in with something we're we're using, we're enjoying, we bought, we're playing, we're we're whatever, um, we're reading. We've got all kinds of great picks, and we've got some really good ones this week. I'm excited about. I'm going to jump in and go first. I should have actually brought it in here and used it as a prop. Um, I'm surprised I didn't pick this before. I've actually owned it for, oh my god, it almost might be a year. It's been a while. I needed a new suitcase when I started traveling a lot for work. Um, and of course, I went to the sweet home, of course. Why would you go anywhere else? And of course, I bought their pick, uh, which is the Travel Pro Platinum Magna 2 22-inch express rollerboard suitcase. I know it rolls off the tongue. We'll have the link on the website. Um, and I've owned it for a year. I've taken it on numerous trips, and I have to tell you, it is an absolutely fantastic suitcase for two reasons. One, it is extremely solid and well-made. I've, 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 for the, for the most part of my whole life, I've used cheap, cheap suitcases. This one is not, it's not crazy expensive, but it's not cheap, and it is very sturdy and very well-made. Two, it is the most efficient to pack suitcase. I don't, they've got all the little kind of like weird bells and whistles for like folding clothes over and putting suits in there and all that stuff. I can pack so much in this bag. It's crazy and it always fits in the overhead. So believe it or not, I loved the carry on so much. I actually bought the uh, check version of the same bag, the bigger one um, for checking. I love, love, love my travel pro. And here's a pro tip. If you want to buy one, about every three months, they put them on lightning deals on Amazon. I see the the Sweet Home tweet about them. It retails for two fifty on the lightning deal. It's like one seventy. It's way cheaper. So if you're interested, keep follow the Sweet Home. Was it Sweet Home Deals or they have their deals account? Follow it. Keep an eye on it. And they do when when Amazon does their lightning luggage sale, um, they slash the price on them like really like fifty, sixty, seventy bucks. So I, I would recommend that's the time to to buy it uh did you get straight rolly wheels or like the swivel wheels? so good question actually and i got i got both so on the on the uh carry-on it's just the two wheels mm-hmm. but on the checked bag it's the ro- it's the four rollers and i'm actually i actually like that combination on um, for me when you have the four wheels on the carry-on it's just I think it's just unnecessary because the bag usually isn't that big or that heavy. And I'm usually pretty good at, at doing it with just the, you know, maneuvering it with the two wheels. Um, but on the bigger bag, um, it's good to have the four wheels and the four wheels travel pro uses are like really high quality. They roll, they actually have like magnets in them. So they like pivot real nice. Um, so it rolls smooth. Nice. I was, I, uh, I got a nice carry on suitcase a while ago. And my my one regret is that I didn't get the swivel wheels, uh, because I don't know. It's just so I I miss. I used to have my old crappy carry on had the swivel wheels, and I just miss it. Like I was what do so you, what agile. What do you miss? 
specifically. Give me. <laughs> I could walk so quickly through the airport and change direction very fast. Oh, you're like, agile. Yes, yeah. I can walk. I mean, with the with the regular wheels, I can walk quickly in a straight line. But as soon as you have to change direction, it gets like trickier. Um, and I've like embarrassingly like flipped my suitcase over, like going over curbs and stuff. <laughs> it's, it's it's like. The tight racing me. turns at yeah. you know yeah. right. Logan Airport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and I, I think that's just a preference, a personal preference thing. I really like the two wheels on my carry-on. So I think that's just a personal a personal preference. And by the way, I think Travel Pro you can get they have different versions and you can get a version of the bag with the four wheels if you like it. So now you were, yeah. you didn't want to get the suitcase with all the uh the 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 one that's all the rage now that has the built-in stupid oh with with the built-in scale and all the dumb smart shit and the the gps tracking in the suitcase and all that non no i didn't (laughs) i didn't want you know what go out and buy a small battery and go out and buy a small travel scale and actually the the uh sweet home actually recommends a really great usb travel scale if you want one for weight i also ended up picking that up and uh it works super well a scale for like to make sure you're not over the weight limit or something? Yes. Interesting. Yep. That's cool. And it, it wasn't, it, it was pretty affordable um, and it travels well. So um, I've, I've gotten all the different travel gizmos and gadgets. I had to get a, one of the power, I had to get a power converter. All kinds of dumb, dumb stuff. Um, but anyway, yeah, Travel Pro, the link will be on our website or you can just go to the, the, the sweet home and, and read I, I recommend reading the full review because they had some other bags that they also liked that were a little cheaper and you know more expensive actually if you want an even more expensive bag um you can check it out there colby we're gonna have you go next what do, what do you got for us um my pick is a cocktail book uh a book of recipes um it is at least partially written by the the person who founded a bar I went to once with Dan in New York called Milk and Honey. Um, since then, that bar is closed and the guy died. So the, like, I guess the book was finished by, like, his wife. And it has all, like, all the drinks have, like, blurbs from, like, people he worked with uh, about him and, like, the drinks and their memories of working with him. It's, like, weirdly touching in addition to being, like, a recipe book. Um it's called regarding cocktails. Uh, it's really good. The drinks in it are good. So if that's the thing that you're into, uh, you can pick it up on Amazon for some amount of money. <laughs> Very specific there. I like it. Um, regarding cocktails, the link will be on the site. Um, another great pick. Colby, you made so what, what did you make tonight? You made some crazy. Was that from yeah, the book? No. Uh, no, that was from a different book. Uh, but but I infused uh, gin with turmeric, which is a, a, a very yellow spice thing. It's kind of like ginger, but it's like orange, yellow, and like stains yellow. Um, and then, then it made a drink with that. And that's why the, the thing I made tonight was so uh, yellow. It tasted good. It's crazy I looking. drink it again. Yeah. You're, cra- you're crazy, man. Um, fantastic. All right. Uh, Dan, why don't you send us home? What do you got for us this week? Sounds good. Well, you two already know about this, but I started watching a new TV show. It's a currently airing TV show, so that's slightly unusual for me. 
Uh, and I like this show even better than Westworld, but granted, it, it has particular things that I, in particular, enjoy a lot. It's uh, really, really weird and confusing. It has, like, crazy playing with time things going on. It's visually uh, fascinating to just look at. Uh, they they do these crazy, almost gimmicks, but they, they do certain things with episodes, and they just take it to the furthest possible extreme. And because both of you are watching this, I will not use the example that I was going to use, but they do something in this week's episode that... <laughs> Sounds like a terrible idea, uh, and it's it kind it's kind of like a. Did you ever read the story about that comedian who one of his bits was he would come on stage and just say the same joke over and over again, and at first everyone it's a funny joke, and then it's funny because he keeps saying it, and then it stops being funny because he said it too many times, but then it becomes funny again because he said it so many times. It was one of those things. It was really, really good. Uh, it's kind of like a mix between Twin Peaks and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And, I don't know, like a romance things going on. And it's also, interestingly enough, a superhero show. So the show I'm talking about is Legion. You can get it on Hulu, which is where I got it. Uh... It, it's really unlike any other superhero show I've watched. It doesn't really have anything to do with superheroes. Uh, it's mostly just a lot of fun, visually uh, super engrossing TV show. And you should check it out. Both of these fine people have also checked it out. So if you respect their opinions more than mine, listen to that. It's, it's so good, I only watch the first one and the rest are on my DVR. <laughs> Yeah. Eventually, I, I, no. Honestly, I'm getting in this bad habit where I'm so used to binge watching stuff that I am now binge watching currently airing one? stuff. No, I can't because I. There, there's only eight episodes. There are three left. This week's the weeks. Next week's and the weeks after. Oh, good. Wow. All right. So, so maybe I'll watch the the what, what I have. What I have now four. Um, and then I'll watch the next three when they. Five. Get, yeah. No, that's I'm getting in that habit where I let shows pile up and then I kind of burn through them. Um, and Legion will be next. So it's very exciting. Currently airing on FX if you have cable. Otherwise, as Dan said, you can check it out on Hulu. Very good, gentlemen. That is it. We are capital D done um, and, and without a moment to spare. Uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we will not be here next week. Um, so you you got a, a week without us, uh, unless Colby and, and, and Dan want to do the show without me. But... Uh, you know that wouldn't be very fun, it's right, not guys? The same without you. Oh, no, that's thank thank you. Keep keep you know keep making me feel good. It would be a lot of work. It would be. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's that's true. That's true. I have oh. established myself as a necessary part of this program. Yeah, um, you have job security. I do. <laughs> I do. I do. You're not wrong. Uh, you guys are replaceable. Uh, but no, we would never yeah. do that. Um, 
But we will be back in uh, two weeks. But until then, you should check out our website, don'tpanic.io. Uh, go listen to old episodes. They're probably not very relevant, but they might be funny. So you can check them out <laughs> there. Uh, audio, video, of course, the links to all the picks will always be there on the website. Of course, you should definitely subscribe. When we eventually come back, you'll get our new episodes fresh on your device um, available in iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, TuneIn Radio, anywhere basically you find podcasts. We're there. And of course on YouTube at youtube.com slash don't panic show. Subscribe there. Get the show in HD video. It looks real nice uh, as well. Um, lastly, you can follow us social media, facebook.com slash don't panic show and don't panic show on Twitter um, are both places you should follow us uh, as well. Uh, I think that is it. So we are going to wrap it up there. On behalf of Colby and Dan, this is Sean thanking all of you for joining us and hoping we'll see you in two weeks for even more tech news here on another Don't Panic.